Hi guys, welcome to this week's Glow in the Dark Pajamas. Uh, I'm Aiden, and I'm here with Steve. Hiya. Uh, today we're going to talk about one of my all-time favourite films. Uh, we're going to look at Jurassic Park. So, Steve, am I right in thinking that you've recently watched it, just to kind of catch up, refresh your memory? Yeah, so I hadn't seen Jurassic Park since I was about like 13. Probably That's probably a bit early as well. It's probably earlier than that, like. But, yeah, I hadn't watched it since then. Uh, so when you said you wanted to do Jurassic Park, I was like, cool, excellent. I'll, uh, I'll get them on and watch them. So I've recently watched... Jurassic Park 93 and Lost World Jurassic Park. I've seen Jurassic World and I've seen three. The only one I've not seen yet is, is it Fallen Kingdom? Fallen Kingdom, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, and also, we're missing Chris today. Yeah, he's not here. He's off on his holly bobs. He's trekking the exotic York. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the the reason I wanted to do this again, it was one of my favourite films. Um, reason being, it was I, I was six when this came out, and this is the first film I ever remember going to the cinema with my dad to see. My dad took me, and I sat there in the cinema, absolutely terrified, and it it was the best experience I've ever had in the cinema. Well, that's a sweeping statement, um, but at the, at that time, it was it it blew me away. It was mind blowing. Um, so when I jumped, yeah, you know, when I, you asked me what we wanted to do, I kind of jumped at the chance of uh, getting to speak about the Jurassic Park franchise. I, I always think Jurassic Park is is one of those franchises that everyone loves, but people don't know why half the time. Then it, it's kind of it's, I always think it's almost like you've got to like the you've got to like Jurassic Park, but the reason why I hadn't gone back and watched it for years because for me it was. Oh yeah, I've seen it. I don't see it again. I know what it is. It's dinosaurs. It's iconic soundtrack. Iconic moments. Cool. However, when I went back and watched Jurassic Park 1, it blew my tiny mind. And I'm not even being facetious or a dick about it. it literally, I want... Like, like, when you get into it a little bit now, spoilers, when you see the first dinosaur and that music hits... M- hairs on my arms just stood up straight away and I was like oh, now I, I remember this I remember this experience and it is one that I enjoyed but I, because I'd not gone back and revisited it for so long because in my head it was oh everyone likes Jurassic Park it was a reliving of an experience and you know when people say I'd love to rewatch that film again for the first time yeah for me that almost was because I'd forgotten so much that happens in that film and we'll get into it in a second but as that film progressed as i was watching it for like the two hours and two and a bit hours whatever it is i was like i'd forgotten about that i forgot that person existed forgot that person existed i was like what the fuck is this so uh, you're going back to kind of like the whole like it was it was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. Um, I watched a bit of the uh, behind the scenes stuff recently. Mm. Um, and when they started creating it in well pre-production in 1991 or whatever it was, like late 80s, early 90s, they were going into it with 
um, like stop motion animation. Okay. So they'd got um, an, an FX artist who worked on, I think it was like RoboCop, Terminator, all those. Mm-hmm. Like the, you, um, even Empire Strikes Back, the same team that did the the Atats. Oh, that's cool. And they just weren't quite happy with how mm. it looked. And I think looking back now, if they'd have gone the stop motion route it wouldn't have held up and yeah. it would look really kind of clunky and janky. It would have looked like that back then. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, in movie making, it's groundbreaking because it was the first time they kind of excelled at CG and they yeah. made the... And I think that's, that's what's missing. When you look at 3 and they went full CGI, Yeah. it, it was a bit jarring. Mm. Um, but when you look back at the first one, that holds up so much better than 3 because you've got those big ass animatronic heads yeah that they did for like the close-ups of the t-rex mm. the the triceratops when it's there breathing that's all puppet you've got guys inside pushing it and pushing the breathing off well it's it's almost like in terminator there's a, a lot of cgi in terminator however it's masked really well by real life effects like the animatronics so they actually went i remember watching a documentary about it because i think we back in the day when you buy your vhs's they'd have a vhs specifically that had the film on and then there'd be a vhs that had all the special effects on and the making of well we went to buy the terminator and we ended up buying the making of the terminator oh no (laughs) (laughs) so i used to watch i used to watch that all the time and the amount of work that went into building the exoskeleton of the Terminator is fantastic. And the way it moved, they actually got it to move that way by having like four people take a limb and they moved with it. And then when like Arnold Schwarzenegger punches through the the windscreen, that's all the, um, it's like a piston in his arm that does it. So when I watched Jurassic Park, I like how some of the CGI is there but it's only for the big big shot yeah so it's for the for the close-ups it's all animatronic yeah you can see the whole t-rex yeah. or the whole dinosaur it's cgi if it's close-ups it's yeah. uh it's puppet fun fact after the film was released a few years later i went to water illuminations and they had the head of the t-rex there nice and we waited in Wars Illumination. I'm sure was it Wars Illumination? I'm sure it was all um what's that one in Dudley? Dudley Illuminations? <laughs> <laughs> that one, yeah. Um Oh no, it's the Manor House. Um, either way. Himley Hall. Himley Hall, yeah, it was either Himley Hall or Wars Illuminations. And what they used to do is they had loads of fireworks, they had like a massive fairground going on, and they advertised as oh, T Rex from Jurassic Park. So my mum and dad took us to that after watching the film. And as we were waiting around, we had to wait for about three hours. It was like a stupidly long wait. Just to see this head. Just to see this head. And the head was there for about 20 minutes, if that. But it looked amazing. There's loads of like these strobe lights going off. And then you heard, they must have had about 30 speakers, but you heard the roar of the T-Rex. Was it full scale? Uh, yeah, yeah, full scale. And it came out of the bushes at the back. So they had loads of trees and they'd cornered it off a little bit. And they just sort of brought it forward. So it came out the tree. So you didn't see the whole of it. You saw the head and the neck. You didn't see like his little teeth on the arms. Um, but yeah, it was. And you heard the roar, and he moved, and everything like that. It was wicked. And but you know, after two hours, two stroppy lads. <laughs> no, I don't want to go home. <laughs> My legs are hurting. Then all of a sudden, dun 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 dun. I was like, oh. 
That's wicked. You need to get yourself to Universal Studios on the Jurassic Park ride. Oh, I think I'd lose my tiny mind. It was incredible. It was like you get on this little boat and you sail around and it's a nice family river ride and you see all the nice dinosaurs and they come up out the water and they give you a little splash. Oh, bless and them. And then uh, something innocently doosh, just knocks you, just nudges your boat and you go into a, a restricted area and that's where all the fences are broken and you start seeing velociraptors pop up and then all of a sudden you start climbing up the InGen tower and things are going haywire and then you start climbing this tower again and by the time you get to the very top of this tower this T-Rex just lunges forward at you, like, in front of you lunges forward at your boat and then you drop you, it's like a 60-70 foot drop and you're like, oh. but yeah that was uh, that's terrifying thanks for ruining that before I even get there <laughs> cheers man appreciate it <laughs> right so we are going to be talking about all the Jurassic Park films as a franchise spoilers if you haven't seen them that's your problem <laughs> like the film was out in 93 if you've not seen it since or you've not been back or you've never seen it and then you moan that we're dropping spoilers you're a bit below the mark i've got some facts here about the film okay shoot so obviously directed by steven spielberg in 93 the screenplay was written by that michael crichton who wrote the book michael Crichton. he's what michael Crichton. is that he's supposed to pronounce his name yeah I'm calling him Crichton. Every episode, you drop something on me that I'm stupid for. I always thought it was Crichton. Feel free to go back from the, the start of this scene. Anyway, <laughs> so there's this Michael guy and David Coeth. If I'm spelling that wrong, I don't care. And obviously, John Williams did the music. The film was budgeted at 63 million. Do you know how much it made um, in his lifetime? So since 93. Uh, I did see this. Uh, no, she is. Is it? It's a hundred, it's a hundred something, a hundred million, isn't it? Something like that. So it is. Uh, just to make sure I'm right, I'm going to double check because you saying a hundred million, I don't think I've put that. I do know that there was more, like, cost 63 million to make the film, but they spent 65 million on the marketing. Really? Yeah. So they made the gross up to date is 1.034 billion. Wow. I was nowhere near. I, was, no. I don't know where I've got that 100 million mark from. <laughs> when it was released, it surpassed the UK best-selling film ever, which was Ghost. And I think it made 60-odd or 40-odd million just in the UK. And it was, it was so in the highest grossing films in the UK ever... At the time, Ghost was its number one. And then, obviously, that overtook it. I think in the highest grossing films ever, I think it's, it, it's fairly high. Um, so, obviously, the cast, like you have Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Richard Attenborough. Did you know Sam Neill was um, from New Zealand? I thought he was Irish. Yeah, I knew he wasn't American, but he's from New Zealand. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I thought he was Irish. Peaky Blinders told me he was Irish. <laughs> <laughs> um... You've got Jeff Goldblum, B.D. Wong, uh, Martin Ferrero, Bob Peck, Wayne Knight. Right. Before we even get into the film, I'd forgotten that Samuel L. Jackson was in this film. It's such such a small role, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how. Like, he's he's a superstar. Yeah. And anything that has Samuel motherfucking Jackson in it, <laughs> it you know he's he's a marking massive, name massive and just to be some guy that sits on like doing a bit of coding on the computer for them 
I'd completely <laughs> forgotten he was in the film. And it was only when, during the film, you hear when the Richard Attenborough is showing all the people around and the two kids also, as I didn't mention, which is uh, Joseph Mazzello plays Tim and Ariana Richards plays Lex. As the whole family being shown around the park, you can constantly hear a tannoy voice going, oh, 16 hours until the, the boat leaves. So many hours before the boat leaves. You need to get on the boat before it leaves. And that kept playing. And I'm sat there thinking, that's Samuel L. Jackson. I'm sure that's Samuel L. Jackson's voice. And I was like, when we get to the, when we get to the credits, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look because I don't want to jump on it now. And then he turns up and I was like, I was right, did he Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> I literally had completely forgotten he existed in this film. And, I was, and then also, again, spoilers, he dies, doesn't he? Yeah. But you never see him die. Yeah. Do you know why? Is it something to do because he was off doing Pulp Fiction or something like that? I think, so from what I've read on the internet, and the internet never lies, he was ill. He was ill or started filming something, but I'm sure he was ill and he couldn't make it because he, he was pinned, he was penned in to do a death scene, but he was either ill or I'm sure he was ill and they didn't end up doing it. So that's why he just got the arm. Yeah, the arm, when she got, when she runs in, she thinks she's safe and then the arm. Yeah, because what was he called? Arnold. Um... Arnold. Yeah, 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 Arnold. And she's like, oh, Arnold. And then she just walks away and the Velociraptor's like, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I completely wiped him out of my memory of the film. Also, had wiped out half the film from my memory. So I didn't realise, is it Wayne Knight who plays Nerdy? Yeah. I didn't realise that he's an actual dick in the film. And it's because of him oh, that yeah. all this shit goes wrong. Because he tries to steal the embryos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't realise that. I thought he just went wrong. <laughs> so right at the start of the film, it's all about in they're in like Costa Rica. Is it Costa Rica or Costa Rica? Costa Rica. I'm a retard. So anyway, all about Costa Rica. And it's him doing a dodgy deal about getting some embryos. So that's all fine and good. I'd completely forgot that existed. And then it's his system that breaks the sort of park, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He puts the uh, the virus on, doesn't he? And it's like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. yeah. You didn't say the magic <laughs> word. I'd completely forgotten that. I just thought everything's just like malfunctioning. And he's like teething mistakes. As I'm watching this, I was like, what? My childhood has been ruined. I think it's it's with a lot of stuff when you watch it as a child. The, the grown-up elements of it go yeah. over your head. Yeah. And it's when you watch things back and you kind of understand, like, the, all of the politics mm. in Star Wars. Like, yeah. I'd miss those as a kid. And it just re-watching them as an adult, it's the things that you pick up on. Right. Shall, shall we go back to the start of the film? So I had to have that yes. little rant because I literally had forgotten half this film existed. Like I say, for me, it was just something went wrong. I didn't realise someone plotted against the park... And then this all happened. So how does the film start? Also, the start of the film is fantastic. I've literally written down here, the opening scene is incredible, how the guy dies. And the thing that I love about the film is that we all remember the T-Rex. But as I was watching it, the scariest creature is the Velociraptor. Which isn't actually a Velociraptor. Is it not? No, they they changed it. A Velociraptor is about the size of a chicken. The oh, is real life, well, a real life, an extinct Velociraptor is about the size of a chicken. Oh. It's the actual raptor that you see in Jurassic Park is called something else, but Velociraptor sounds cooler. Yeah, it does. But those hybrid Velociraptors, Velociraptor, 
they are the sort of real enemies, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, you kind of see that. I mean, I'm not going to jump to the end of the film, yeah, but yeah. You, at the end of the film, you because the right, right at the start when the is it... they're in the crate, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's you don't know what's going on. You know, it's a film about dinosaurs, yeah, yeah. but you don't actually see mm-hmm. what's in the crate. Um, and then uh, I've lost my trail of thought because your Xbox has just come on. That's weird. Cause I'm nowhere near the Xbox. <laughs> so. They're in this crate, and um, you don't know what's in the crate. It's mm. an enigma. that You can hear it. You know the film's about dinosaurs. And then it gets his arm, doesn't it? Yeah. Gets it, and you just, like, you're on the edge of your seat from, from that opening yeah. scene. And then I think it cuts, then you get the titles, then it kind of cuts to the, the dig, doesn't it? With yeah, it does, yeah. Alan and uh, Ellie. It is Ellie, yes. isn't it? Yes. Alan Grant and Ellie, yeah. Stadler, Stadler. I don't know the last name. <laughs> I didn't pay that much attention. Jesus. I'm letting myself down here. <laughs> <laughs> You've even rocked up in a Jurassic Park T-shirt as well. Jesus no, Christ. It's the one. Uh, it's the one that Nick from New Girl wears in the Jurassic World. He wears the exact same T-shirt, and then someone points out that's in bad taste. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. I think I got it as a, a birthday present. I do like it. <laughs> but now, so I remember watching that the other day, and I was like, oh, I'd completely forgot about this. So he does a hint at the, there's a monster, which is a dinosaur, in this crate. And then as we go through, he rips the, the guy apart. And then, the, is it Bob Peck's character? Uh, who plays Muldoon? He's trying to hold on to him. And you see his arm slipping away. And then he just, you never actually see him die. But obviously, it's hinted at that he dies. Yeah, then we go yeah. straight to the dig site. And there's a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a cracking line from one of the kids. And it's a bit of foreshadowing, really. Because they, they find like a velociraptor he's, he's got one hasn't he the, the claw he's got a claw yeah yeah, yeah. but it, at the dig aren't they digging up a velociraptor or uh, whatever a velociraptor or they're digging up something and I'm sure it's meant to be the same creature that yes is in the, they thingy. are because he, he takes the piss out of it doesn't he yeah he said he's a which I've written down uh, the fat kid <laughs> uh, says <laughs> is he that looks, his IMDB name yeah <laughs> fat kid Jurassic Park fat kid says he looks like a six foot turkey and then that's when Sam Neill does the whole talk to him about these are sharp the yeah. claws are. These this is how they hunt. Yeah, they're gonna hunt you down. You won't. You'll hear a noise over there. But yeah. this, this is the one that's coming at you, kind of thing. Which hints to something later on in the film. Yes. And then he, he says that basically they don't kill you. They just slice you open so you slowly die while they eat you because they want to eat the insides first. They want to cut your stomach open, let everything drop, and then eat those. And then you slowly, so you feel everything. And that's when the kid freaks out a bit. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but he explains something that happens later on in the film, which I thought, ah, that's quite clever. But that's, that's good storytelling, isn't yeah. it? Because you, you, it's right at the start of the film. Um, he's telling you about these monsters. And it's drawing you in. Yeah. You're, you've not even seen them yet. Yeah. You, and you're kind of thinking, I don't, I don't want to be killed by these. Also, the one thing I realised is that Alan Grant, he, his costume is very similar to that of Indiana Jones. And it look, as I was watching it, I don't know why, but I did think to myself, did they just go, right, what were the forgotten concepts for, <laughs> did we not use for Indiana Jones? We'll just chuck him in that. Oh, you know what? Give him an ascot as well. That, that's archaeology. <laughs> 
almost, isn't it? That's Dinosaur Diggs. Everyone wears an ascot. But it's it's Spielberg <laughs> and Lucas, isn't it? Yeah. And they, you know, they've got these uh, tropes that they go back to. I'm sure the hat's the exact same as well. I don't know. I remember. It's... Could be wrong. <sighs> Similar style. Similar style. It's that type of wide brim yeah, hat, yeah. isn't it? But he's, um, was he blue blue shirt, blue shirt and yeah. uh, khakis? Yeah, some some khakis or some khakis, <laughs> and uh, a red ascot. So he realistically, he could be Fred, Fred's dad from Scooby Doo. So that happens, and then we go straight to the whole uh, Richard Hammond walking in. Yeah, Richard, uh, is it Richard Hammond? John Hammond, played by Richard Attenborough. And I didn't know this, but I did look up on some Reddit facts that he actually shows his incompetence in that scene when he's in the trailer. Do you know who? No, go on. So he opens a bottle of champagne, which they're all get yeah. pissy about. And then they, he finds out who they are, Alan Grant and Ellie find out who he is. And he's there looking for champagne glasses. And he ends up getting normal glasses. The champagne glasses are on the other side of the caravan that they're in. But okay. he's a bit incompetent because he doesn't actually know what he's doing. And apparently throughout, he even all his loan, he's, he has that one line that he repeats, and no expense no spared. No expense, yeah. Every- no expense spared. <laughs> Whereas actually, if he'd have paid Nerdy the correct amount and equal to what everyone else was getting, apparently, none of this would have happened. Yeah, because he was just doing that out of spite. Yeah, so that's something I missed as a kid. It's quite ironic, isn't it? That yeah. he's, that's his that's his catchphrase. As he yeah, were, and, and no yeah. expense was spared. Well, actually, the guy that fucks everything up for you was the lowest paid because you short, yeah, you short changed him. Yeah, and that's something that as a kid that I missed. And that little argument that they have just before Nerdy messes everything up, that argument they have about uh, pay and about the systems, completely over my head as a kid. Yeah, and then again. After that scene, we have the embryo scene where they're in Costa Rica, not Costa Rica, and they're sort of discussing the payment and how he's going to do it. And this has got 18 minutes to get the the embryos out. Yeah. And I was like, and then he has that um, shaving foam can with a little switch at the bottom thing that pulls everything out. Missed all that completely <laughs> as a kid. I thought Nerdy was a good guy up until up until what day are we on now? Up until two three days ago when I'd watched the first one again. I thought Nerdy was a good guy. Because <laughs> that that kind of leads either directly into the sequel or if not Jurassic World when it's <clears> set up <throat> back on that same island because those embryos get lost, don't they? It kind mm. of tumbles down and it kind of the mud comes down yeah, to, yeah. to preserve those embryos. And that kind of leaves the open going, Oh what you know, what's gonna happen here? What where where's who's gonna find those? What's gonna happen? Not that they're you know may not have been fertilised, mm. you know, but they're... Uh, well, it's a different island, isn't it, Lost World? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, that's what I'm thinking maybe kind of leaks into uh, Jurassic World. Because yeah. That's, that's the same island, and they go back to mm. the, the original set. And I do like, the whole way through, um, Jeff Goldblum's character, uh, Ian Malcolm, is it? Yes. Dr. Malcolm. He, all through it, says that life will find a way, and as we progress through and through the series of films, it resembles that notion of life will find a way. So apparently if the dinosaurs weren't given a certain enzyme... They're all female, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, all of the dinosaurs they produce are genetically engineered to be female. But that doesn't work, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they take the... They've got so much DNA from the mosquitoes that they end up fusing that with 
reptiles, so frogs, but the frog that they use can manipulate its gender. Yeah. So that's how they do that way. And I was like, actually, that's quite good. However, do you know why he has a walking stick with a mosquito in? Other than the fact it looks quite cool. It and does look quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> to sell toys. Nah. <laughs> to be fair, I had, a, as a kid, I had that mosquito thing as a nightlight. I think everybody had some kind of amber with a bug in it. Yeah, you go yeah. to any museum, it's like, ah, oh, that like off of Jurassic Park. Yeah. But that that little amber thing, I have that as a nightlight as a kid. Nice. And uh, yeah, you just project this mosquito everywhere. But apparently, that mosquito that they use is an elephant mosquito, and they don't draw blood. Oh. So this film should never have been made. It's wrong. <laughs> Fake science. Apparently, the reason why he has it and it's not been used, it's because that's a elephant mosquito and I can't draw blood from it. So that's why it's on his cane. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I do love things like that in films. I love the little so nods. When, when they've thought so much about it, they can just <laughs> yeah, they're, they're rub it like in your face. Like, like this O'Tor brain of like everything, like this Stanley Kubrick style brain where everything has a reason. And I'm like, I can deal with that. I like that. So where are you at? So the, the deal's been made. In Costa Rica, about the embryos. Yeah. We go to the park after that, don't we? Yeah, so he brings them across on the yeah. helicopter, and uh, they introduce him. Uh, he introduces them to to Malcolm, mm. and they they land, and you get all the the music, and they go through the gates, and it's, uh, it's the well, it's a, not a replica, but it was taken from the the gates from King Kong. Uh, oh yeah, it was. Yeah. The, the set designers would come yeah. up with all these different gates, and Spielberg was like. I kind of like the gates that they used in King Kong. Can we steal them? <laughs> yeah, and that's what they did. That's cool. <laughs> when you hit, when we see our first dinosaur, when I watched this the other day, literally had tingles because it is the build-up and is that John Williams score, <laughs> which is so iconic and amazing, and it's so it fits. It, it's so it, good, isn't it? Yeah, because there's not just the one song. There's a couple of songs that play throughout the whole film. Yeah, it's you've got it's kind of one. If and this is me nerding out again. I had the John Williams album. Um, I'd love it on vinyl. And oh yes, if you you've got the the original like the the opening. Yeah. The, um, na, 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 <sighs> Beautiful. Na, you got that. But then it kind of, halfway through it kind of crescendos into the like and that i get chills when yeah I hear that one and that's like and i can't decide which i mean still it's part of one track but yeah. i can't decide where it's one's the opening and one's the end mm. thing and i can't decide which one i like most. it's so good that, that that build up so when we see that long neck yeah and he's like oh but you go what 20 30 minutes into the film before you see a dinosaur but it's drip feeding all the way through. It's like it's mentioning dinosaurs. We yeah. brought them back to life. We we're gonna and it's it, it, and you're on the edge. Mm. Of, you're in the position that um, Alan and uh, Ellie are yeah. in because you you know you're being introduced to these pre, these extinct creatures that have been brought back to life. Yeah. Um, in the the documentary I watched the other the other night, it was um, one of the producers said that in the film. This is what scientists have created, but then in the real world, this is what computer. So no, nobody had seen this yeah. even in the world of filmmaking. Mm. This is what computer scientists have created, mm. and the whole world was in that kind of awe moment because yeah. it was it was new and it was 
visually breathtaking. Yeah. So you, you got a film about dinosaurs. I quite like the idea that a film about dinosaurs, we don't see many dinosaurs. And we go quite a while before we see our first one. And I was like, I, th- I like that. Because it's, the, as you just said, it's that suspense. We're in the same position as all the other characters. They've not seen this either. And I like that. I like the idea that I'm on this journey with them. But you look at Jaws, Spielberg. Yeah. Like, that's a film about a shark, and mm-hmm. you don't see the shark until the end. I'd love to know the screen time of dinosaurs in this. Because I don't mm. think there's that many. Well, no. It's a two-hour film. I think if you were to collate all the times that there's a dinosaur in a film, I think you're looking at about 30, 40 minutes in two hours. Easy. Mm. I don't think it's a lot. So as we, as we get to the end, we see a load of the the raptors and we see the T-Rex at, towards the end. The only scene I can remember off the top of my head that we see a load of dinosaurs is the, when the pack's running. Yes. And that's it. There's, there's that that's it. The one where they're they're they're, they're flocking this way. Yeah, they're they're flocking they're, they're flocking this way. I've got an interesting fact about that scene. So the computer animators they had to do all the the, yeah. the drawings and the the artwork for that. So they didn't know how dinosaurs moved. So the art department, ten, twelve guys, um, went out on the car park, just kind of arms up like chickens <laughs> prancing about looking like little scared dinosaurs and like walking <laughs> around like this um and then they recreated that scene where they jump over the log and they've got these big like um cylinders yeah. to, to represent this log on the car park and it just shows you a clip of them all like running and jumping over as they do so they so they could watch the video back and like and kind of animate mm. it and draw it as it you know as the muscles of the legs move um one of the lead animators he tripped, stumbled, broke his drawing arm, and it put him out of the film. Oh, you'd be so pissed <laughs> off. You would be so pissed off at that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just oh, my days. Dicking about on the car park with your colleagues. I and hope you got uh, compensated for that. <laughs> Where there's a blame, there's a claim. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think health and safety work, would have. <laughs> currently works in Aldi now, after that. But no, I love the... Also, the same with the T-Rex. They didn't know how a T-Rex sounded. So apparently that's an amalgamation of about seven different noises, like a dog barking, a screeching of brakes or something like that. It's about seven different noises put together and then amplified and, and synced and all that. But it's to such an iconic noise. Oh, oh, if if this one came out, no, imagine they come out now, uh, archaeologists come out and scientists come out and say, well, due to the neck, the the voice and the noise that a T-Rex makes is really high pitched. You'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> Jurassic Park told me nothing like that. But it's like since then, like dinosaurs have now had feathers. So, yeah. like looking back, and it's it's complete fiction. You say, you say that apparently. I read something again on Reddit, and the internet never lies, ever. <laughs> that in the newer films, they've almost retconned, it, retconned how the dinosaurs are because of the discovery that they have feathers. Mm. Um, so they're, they're they're changing everything purely because of that discovery. So certain aspects of the earlier films have been completely retconned so they can make it more scientifically based. Which I think's cool. It's interesting, but if you've if you've kind of come up with a franchise and yeah. you've got your ground rules, kind of go with them, it works. What- also, when I was Googling to try and find a way of watching Jurassic Park, apparently there's a film called Jurassic Bark. 
Oh. Which, when I finish watching all of them, that'll be my next one to watch. And I'll come back and tell you what it was like. <laughs> but now, when that crescendo happens, when we first see our dinosaur, it's it's fantastic. It's such a good payoff. It, and it's completely worth the wait. Uh, then with the music and with seeing the reactions of everybody else. And to be fair, for its time, the CGI is fantastic. Even now, I was like, this is actually quite good. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. And I'm not a big fan of CGI at all. But when we see that long neck dinosaur and then we see the span where they're all at the watering hole, I'm like, I'm getting chills now. This is, I was like, ah, oh, yes, that was worth it. The 30 minutes of speaking about dinosaurs is worth this couple of seconds that I'm now seeing with them, which I thought was quite cool. The one thing that pisses me off, sorry, I've just looked at my notes and I've got to jump in. The one thing that pisses me off about this entire film is Richard Attenborough's accent. Why? <laughs> because he hints that he's Scottish. Oh, and there's no Scottish in... And in the trailer, when he picks up Ellie and Alan, he's got a very weird Scottish accent. And it's after that point, it is never heard again. There's a thing with accents. Um... Spielberg told um, Sam Neill, he says, I want you to use an American accent. He's like, my American accent isn't like, do I have to? He's like, yeah, I'd like an American accent. So then the second day of shooting, he's like, no, I want you to use your own accent. So he did his own accent for a bit. And then he says, can you kind of do somewhere in between? (laughs) Which has kind of given him a bad rep for not being able to do an American accent because Spielberg couldn't make his mind up. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's still a great film, though. But yeah, while we're on um, uh, Spielberg and uh, John Hammond's grandkids, a very uh, a Spielberg trope, and I've noticed this with like a lot of his films, is it's always got uh, a broken family element. So okay. in Jurassic Park, you've got um, Alan who doesn't want kids. Mm. Like, that's his. He, he's like, I don't want kids. And then throughout the film, it's him warming and having to look after these two children out in the the, the wilderness. But you look at like the some of his other films, like you've got um, E.T. Mm. Like Elliot, he's there's just a a, a mom figure, yeah. and then the only other male figure there is the the bad guy with the keys. Mm. Um, AI, it's about that robot who, oh, yeah, you know, is. he's he's um, af- he's not got a home. Uh, War of the Worlds with Spielberg, wasn't it? Yeah. Broken family in that. Yeah. A lot of his films, kind of, and I think I think he comes from a broken home, which is why he kind of uses that so much, mm. and it's kind of relatable. Relate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. I didn't, I didn't notice that. The only thing about the kids that I noticed is the the lad Tim. He uh he dresses like Alan Grant. Very subtly. Yeah, yeah. He's got the ascot. He's got the blue shirt and yeah. and some shorts i think until the end where they're like just caked in mud and yeah, caked in mud <laughs> and he's he's bleeding from the ears because he's on an electric fence saying that though the whole way through that film the message to that kid from alan grant is just fall just jump <laughs> just let go and he never does and every time he doesn't do something something bad happens so it's when they're in the car they're in the in tree the tray. first and he's like, just jump. And he's like, no, no, no. And then the car follows them down. Yeah. And he kills them. When they're climbing the fence, he's like, just drop, just drop. I'm like, no. And he's like, no, no, no. He and gets then... electrocuted. And he's like, that happens a few other times in the film. And I'm like, just trust him. Just listen. <laughs> when he tells you to jump or let go, just jump or let go. You're fine. But I did know when he's there climbing the electric fence, Alan's there saying, just drop, just drop. I'll catch you. And then you see it from the kid's perspective. 
and Alan Grant's fucking far in the distance. <laughs> He's nowhere near him. And then when he gets blown off the the electric defense because he gets the electric comes back to it, he ends up catching him. And I'm, I think he only catches him because he was so far away. And he, he like got, he got threw him off the yeah. fence. So while we're on the uh, the scene with the the, the tree, let's yeah. kind of rewind a little yeah. bit. Right, that scene. You all know what we're talking about. This is the this is the scene where you see the Rex for the first time. Yeah, they've been on this fancy little tour in their nice kind of safari jeeps, which. I'm sure we all had the toys for part of the marketing. Yep. I had both Jeeps from Jurassic Park. Um, Bloody hell. Oh yeah, I had I, I like the I like the green and stripy tigery one, but I also like the uh the red and grey. On Rocket League at the minute, you can get that. Can you? I bought it the other day. Which what? The the Jeep or the Jeep, yeah. yeah. I've got that at the minute. And when you score there's a T Rex come out. I'm like, woo. Class. I've got the DeLorean as my car. I've got the DeLorean, the Ecto one, and now I've got that. I missed Ecto one. I might nip on to get the Jurassic Park one though. It's good. It's good. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. You don't get any abilities with it. It's just a standard car, but it's cool to watch. <laughs> so yeah, going back to it. I mean, we've got the you. you it, it it breaks down, doesn't it? And yeah. Just the, the and then they're like, oh, we're okay. And then uh, oh, that goat comes back, like the goat they lowered in yeah, the first yeah. time round. And then they're like, oh, where's the goat? And it goes. <laughs> Mm. and uh, they're trying to remain calm the weather's turned it's absolutely lashing it down with rain and then he realises or she realises that the the electricity's off and then I can break down this fence and then it just that's that's the moment of that film that's the one thing that stuck with me all these years Mm. when I came out of that cinema age six I was like was incredible um but it just everything just like the pace of the film yeah. changes then and it just suddenly becomes like not like a survival horror but it's like it's, it's mm. almost got that horror yeah. element to it that lawyer guy runs out he's just he's mm. had enough he runs into the the, the toilet the yeah. um and then it comes along and rips off and just like oh my god so this thing means business yeah like it's dangerous so when they if we go back a little bit, when it's the water of the sea first, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know that was done? So that was done. I think it was some like guitar strings or something were underneath. Okay. And they were using that to get the ripples in the water. Oh, no. So it worked with the thing. With the with, footsteps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even that, that's iconic in itself, isn't it? Like yeah, the amount of times I've been in classrooms and, and <laughs> oh, chitter, <laughs> something's coming. Okay. Do you even know what that's from? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that starts the whole scene. As you say, it's absolutely wasn't it down. It's getting dark, and because you've got Sam Neil and Ian Malcolm in, in one, the one car, yeah. the kids in the other one, and the lawyer runs off, goes into the toilet. The girl who knows nothing about dinosaurs jumps into the back, gets the massive flashlight, flashlight. <laughs> And Sam Neill's there explaining. He's sort of doing a good job for us, the audience. He's explaining to Ian Malcolm what not to do. And the one thing not to do is move because uh, T-Rexes are used movement to, to figure out things. And obviously that light's going off and he's there going, freaking out, oh, I need to stop, I need to stop. But T-Rex is going to do what a T-Rex is going to do and just start smashing everything up. You know when he puts his head through the roof of the car? Yeah. That was never meant to happen. So apparently, 
they misjudged the <laughs> Where it's meant the to power stop. of the T-Rex. And as he just smashes through it, it then broke. But Steven Spielberg loved the footage because the kids are genuinely freaking Well, they said the, the, that animatronic head, they said when it was kind of swooshing about, it was like a bus going past and you could feel <laughs> like the amount of, like the weight of it in this like latex yeah. and mechanical <laughs> oh thing. God. But they said like, they weren't meant to get that wet and obviously that scene, it's, mm. um, well, tropical storm, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the, the foam latex kind of absorbed all of the water like a sponge and made the thing like twice as heavy (laughs) and it also meant that the guys who did the the cgi wrecks they had to go back and fatten up their model to match the water absorbed animatronic imagine that you'd be so pissed off wouldn't you (laughs) guys you know how long this took us to release we are now we've got to make him fatter (laughs) but now so apparently that that scene where he goes through the the roof. It wasn't meant to happen. He just meant to hit the roof and then crack and yeah. all that jazz. But he goes straight through it. And the kids genuinely freak out. It's one of those and magical like, moments isn't yeah, it, as yeah. a director and you think, yes, this is brilliant. They're like, I'm keeping that. <laughs> Bloody hell. Call child services. I've just made one point something billion there. But then after that, he yeah, Sam Neill tries to get at the car, doesn't he? And he tries yeah, to he runs off with, with the, the, the flare. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he gets the flare and throws it. And then Ian Malcolm runs with the flare. But Ian Malcolm's trying to be a hero. Whereas all he had to do was throw the flare and then just stand still, which Sam Neill was trying to get him to do. And Ian Malcolm's like, and he started legging it and then he gets beaten up. He gets whacked with the tail, doesn't he? And it kind of puts him, it puts him on the sidelines then for the rest of the film. He doesn't turn up for a while. No, he just, he just kind of lies on that bed, doesn't (laughs) he? With his shirt off. He's something I've written down. (laughs) That is such an iconic meme now. And I'd forgot that was from Jurassic Park. I thought it was from The Fly. Oh, and I was much younger in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I thought it was from The Fly. I was like, oh, okay, they just made him look older. And he's just there as a sex symbol, just chilling with, with his shirt open. Why has he got his shirt open for? Nobody knows. And just glistening body of sweat. And he's there just trying to tell him about ca- chaos theory. Still. I've genuinely written down in my notes, sexy gold bloom pose, shirt open. <laughs> like, and then it is, it, I think that they're like, hmm, this film's not sexy enough. Gold bloom, open your shirt, go. <laughs> so then I, we have the whole scene of, because uh, they nearly die through the mud, don't they? Yeah. Because uh, the car's been flipped upside down. And, and it, yeah, and, and it's sinking. It starts sinking. And then eventually the, the T-Rex starts pushing it over the edge and then Sam Neill jumps and helps because he thinks, I assume he thinks uh, Malcolm's dead. Where do we go after that? So they, they, they go back to the long necks, don't they? Yes, yeah, so while, when they escape the car, they it's their journey back to the uh, the visitor centre, isn't yeah. it? So they they spend the night in a tree mm. and they wake up there and it's, it's there in a face and it sneezes all over her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that kid's never, ever going to want to see a dinosaur in her life. <laughs> ah, guys, when she has kids and kids are like, oh, can I have a dot? No, we don't mess around with dinosaurs. You mentioned earlier about the amount of screen time that the, the were dinosaurs. Mm. What's the amount of screen time of her screaming? Oh, God. Like, that's all she does in yeah. that film, just screams. I always remember when a kid, you know, when kids are in like supermarkets and they're screaming and they're running, 
I always imagine them doing the scene later on when they're in the kitchen. Yes. And she's there running with her arms, just going, trying to slam the kitchen door on yeah, the Velociraptor. That's just all. Whenever a kid screams, that's all I go to. Just, and because it, it, I, I don't know why. I just think it's so overacted, but I also don't think it is. I think <laughs> if I was in that situation, You'd do the same. There thing. was a Velociraptor there whose like claws are as sharp as knives, and I've got a sibling who's with me who's got a fucked up leg, and there's another fucker in the room with us as well. So there's not just one Velociraptor; there's two. I'd probably scream into the same thing. So part of me hates that part, but part of me thinks it's probably realistic as well, because I'd be shitting bricks. And if that's not realistic enough for you, she's a good enough hacker to be able to get into the system and get the, uh, yeah. the system back online. Yeah, because they, they hint that when they're walking back, don't they? She's like, yeah. I'm not a computer nerd. I'm a hacker. <laughs> you, you're 10 years old, love. Shut up. Hackers in the 90s, man. <laughs> and go and have a hotel. Good luck. So yeah, that kitchen scene—that's that's almost <sighs> as iconic as yeah. the T Rex scene. Yeah. The, those those two are probably the the best scenes mm. in that film. Yeah. Um, I can't really decide which one. I I no. I, probably T Rex. I probably sway towards the T Rex scene. I think that they're they're both icon- iconic for different reasons. Mm. The T Rex is because I think throughout like history we've always thought the t-rex is like the daddy of dinosaurs yeah. sort of thing like they are the ones we do not want to mess with whereas actually they're not that scary one something i'm going to come to like a would you rather later but with one t-rex i think i'd i'd be scared don't get me wrong but i think i could do something i don't think i could do anything with a, a velociraptor other than crap your pants yeah like they'd, they'd be like <laughs> Fuck you, that smell it will eat an either. Like, <laughs> they'd think I'd gone off, so that hopefully it wouldn't eat me. But with one in the room, I'd be scared. With two in the room, I'd be accepting God. Yeah, like, you'd I'd be, be like, like, it's game over. Yeah. I've and led a good life. Spiritus, I'd, I'd be gone. I'd be happily gone. And I think with the T-Rex scene, it's, it's fantastic because we get to see, like, raw power. And we get to see that it is fallible. If you don't move, however, nerves get the better of you, you're going to move. And the whole build up to it, the scene of the water. And then the, what, what the hell is that? And then we get to see the T-Rex later on when they're driving away. In the, yes, in the and it's running after them. That again, if you had like a two ton thing chasing you, I'd be shitting bricks. Especially it was uh, Jeff Goldblum's there going, it's catching up, it's catching up, it's catching up. <laughs> and in the mirror, on the on the mirror, it says um, things appear closer than they are. <laughs> like perfect, Absol- and that looks pretty darn close. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's fantastic for all those reasons. But the 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 Velociraptor kitchen scene, it is pure survival. Yeah, it is like something these are going to either outthink you or outrun you. They got in the in the T Rex scene. They got into a, a jeep and they sped away that way. These Velociraptors are clever. That's your that's your Act Three um, pinnacle, isn't yeah, it? That's, yeah. That's y- your film's coming to an end. Mm. It's getting to that point where your heroes are in danger, yeah. and it's uh, and that's what's kind of again edge of your seat cinema. Yeah. 
and you know, I'm got, I'm just going to jump onto the like. I think at the in that film you've got these characters, but the hero of that film is the T Rex yeah. because it's what people want to go and see. Mm. It's again, it's not got much screen time, but it's the thing that you go away and it's in your head, mm. and then that scene at the end where you got the velociraptors in the visitor center that originally the, the t-rex wasn't going to be in that was it not no that was originally written t-rexless oh no and i don't know who it was i don't know whether it was spielberg or somebody else and thought this, like, need, this needs more t-rex this needs more t-rex the audience want to see the t-rex one last time and then it comes in at the last because it's about to the, the raptors are going to jump on yeah. them and it comes in grabs it throws it around and he's just throwing it around mm. the center, and they all kind of team, and it's like badass dinosaur on dinosaur combat. And then, and the the epic and iconic moment of the the, the banner falling roar and, and that roar. <laughs> oh, genuine again. That was another scene, chill moment that gave me chills. I was like, ah, oh, okay, I can get behind this. I really can get behind this because as you, as you spoke about earlier, that roar is so iconic, and he he just has that like. It starts off as like a, bah, and then it like echoes of it, <sighs> and then you hear that. Rrr. That's my, my rendition. Um, but and, and it makes the roar, and then you have the whole banner falling of, um, what's it sound the banner now? Some like, um, is it the fittest will survive or something like that? So, uh, it's, I thought I thought the world's in there somewhere. Either, either way, that's there and it's dropping slow man, and it ripples, and you're like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> they've timed this perfectly <laughs> and yeah then they all get out and then they, they realise that okay this island's fucked <laughs> it's like uh, Mr Hammond I won't endorse your park <laughs> doesn't he say neither will I yeah <laughs> but going back we need, we've got a couple of deaths we need to talk about okay so Nerdy's death uh, with the the only time we see this dinosaur I with don't, the gills I don't know what it's called but it was always it known as a spitter I think it means the B um, like the I don't know, but I'm sure it begins with a B. But we get told about it, about the the effects of its venom. Or yeah. it's, it's like tar. That it, that yeah. That it paralyzes you and it makes you think it, it makes you not do anything. It makes you, it can blind you and all that. But then <laughs> Nerdy, who has been working on this park and should know this, and he's there trying to be friends with it. Now, there's something I'm going to put in now that I think comes up in The Lost World. And a few things in this film come up in Lost World. So Nerdy crashes the car because he's got 18 minutes to get to the the docks. Now he crashes into the sign that tells him which way the dock is, and then he he, he just spins it, doesn't he? Yeah, it? yeah. Oh, and he's just like, okay, I'll just choose the direction. But apparently, if he were to carry on down one of the ways, it tells him um, when he actually slips off the road and bunkers the the jeep. If he looked behind him, there's another sign that tells him where the dock is. So he ended. <laughs> so he gets out the car. And he tries to sort of winch it round a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. tree to pull himself out. And then that's when we hear these dinosaur sounds. Well, if you notice, and I only I don't know how I noticed this, but he ends up trying to throw He the throws rope. a stick, doesn't he? Because he's got... Oh, no, you took... The wire, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He's trying to throw the, the winch wire around the tree and catch it to the side. Well, he tries this twice and it doesn't work. He then just walks around. That happens in The Lost World as well. No, I didn't notice that. So, and I, it was only purely coincidence I, I noticed this. And it is something I did notice, I didn't read about, because um, I don't think anyone's picking up on how pathetic this is. So, Eddie, in The Lost World, before he dies, when he tries to get the winch around... No, no, the rope that he throws 
to Jeff Goldblum and the, the two characters, he ties it. He literally throws it round and then ties it. Is that when they're they're hanging on the the, 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 the caravan yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he throws it round and he catches it and then he ties it. It comes undone. Mm. The second time he goes to do it, he walks it round the whole tree and then ties it. I don't know why, but I picked up on that. <laughs> but anyway, I think that was deliberately put in, or I'd, probably not. <laughs> probably not but it was something that i noticed <laughs> um so we have the whole so he dies and again when i was a kid i was like oh no i liked him didn't realize he was a bad guy so yeah but he's like when that dinosaur like it was it was a non-threatening kind of like chirp wasn't it yeah like, and then he's he starts playing with it like a dog go on like yeah. i ain't got time for you go go you know, he even, even drops the line uh it's no wonder you're extinct yeah and then like he he gets back into his jeep, doesn't he? And then it, mm. it, it's there, and then that's when the, yeah. the fans come that, out. That scene as a kid scared the shit out of yeah. me. I'm not even gonna lie, those dinosaurs with the gill things. Because that it, its persona changed, and yeah. it, it like its call was more kind of shrill and yeah. like aggressive. Then <laughs> that that scared the shit out of me. And then we have so we have, we have that death scene, and then we have Muldoon's. Yes, the clever girl, because <laughs> he hints. <laughs> At that earlier, or either him or Alan Grant hint at that earlier about they have one at the front yeah. and then they attack from the side. And he talks about the the female, the one they introduced at the start, being very clever and trying to figure out the defenses. And she was obviously cleverer than the the that Muldoon character. Yeah. And yeah, when that happened, I, I genuinely felt bad when I watched that. When as an adult and as a kid, because I was like. Oh, I liked him because he's just trying to protect everybody. Yeah, and clever girl. But he's he's like your your action hero, security yeah. guard type character. But if you think about it, this film's about the scientists. Yeah, and the closest thing you've got to both is Ian Malcolm. But mm. <laughs> well, BD Wong's in it. He's the one, and apparently, uh, you see, and this this is something I read on uh, Reddit again, Internet of Lies. You see him crossing things off. Uh, on his notepad when they all get into where the eggs are hatching. Yeah. And he, you see him crossing things off on his notepad. Well, apparently that's against scientific procedures. You're not supposed to cross anything off like that. Apparently he's deleting evidence mm. just so it works. Because in the newer films, he's the bad guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, apparently. Ah. Also, getting rid of fun fact, when Nerdy steals the embryos, they've spelt Tyrannosaurus and Stegosaurus Rex. Oh, Stegosaurus Rex. They've spelt Tyrannosaurus and Stegosaurus wrong. So even though they're uh, scientists, they're dyslexic as well. Oh, is they're, that is that just one of those kind of deliberate things? Oh, that I don't think it's deliberate. <laughs> oh, you think the producers have spelt <laughs> it wrong? I think someone in props has gone, ah, looks <laughs> right. <laughs> someone get the dictionary. Oh, fuck you, don't worry about it. It looks right. But apparently they're missing letters. So we have those two deaths and then obviously Arnold wasn't there, Samuel Jackson's character. I wonder what his what? death was going to be like. I'd love to see that because mm. he says he's going to go to that and then you don't see him again. Yeah. You don't see him getting there. You don't see him changing the power. Because he's on the radio, isn't he? Yeah. Like, and he's talking her through pulling the power and yeah. back on. And yeah, it's, uh, it's mad, isn't it? But I do, I actually quite like that we don't see how he dies because I think it's more for the imagination. Why well, and how does he die? to the point where the Velociraptor leaves the arm. Mm. Then anyway, we get to all of that. And then right to the very end, we have the massive raptor scene 
uh, you know when the raptors are and you see all the coding on the raptor? Yeah. That's actual DNA coding that he gets projected on him. And that scene where he jumps up, again, that scene is in Lost World as well, where they're crawling across the vents and she falls through. And then the they try and jump up. Jump. And, yeah, yeah, that's. There's a lot of scenes that are in Jurassic Park that are in Lost World as well. That's one of them. Also, that isn't actually the, the Lexi. Her face is superimposed on the stunt double. Oh. Because she wasn't meant to look up. And apparently, Steven Spielberg was like, What the fuck are you doing? Great scene. You shouldn't have looked up because now we can tell you're not the same person. So they've. If you look closer, you can see it's superimposed her face on top of her body. Um, but yeah, that's another scene that's in Lost World. And again, the whole pushing a car over the edge that T-Rex does. They try and do it in the first one. They do it in the second one. Mm. The Lost World, there's a lot of crossover. The exact same scenes, but some of them are done in different ways. But that one where the Velociraptor jumps up and tries to sort of catch her, that's when they are... They literally mimic that exact scene with somebody else that's when she falls off the roof yeah and she's like oh i'm actually a a, a class gymnast and yeah. i can start spinning around bars and kicking <laughs> velociraptors in the face yeah and you're like <laughs> you all think exactly what jeff goldblum says and you didn't make the team bloody hell who did make the team so let's move on to uh let's move on to the the lost world then yep. so this i think as as a child, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go as far and say as I I preferred it because I didn't in any stretch yeah. of the imagination, but it's very appealing to the younger audience yeah. more so than the the first one is. Yeah, and I think in terms of you know the the revenue that they made from the first film, mm. I think I'm not saying that there wasn't a lot of marketing for the first film because there there was there was loads there was sixty five million dollars mm. worth of marketing. Um, and merchandise but i felt like they kind of jumped on it more so because of the, yeah. su- the success of the first film and i know in terms of uh toys and games and cereal box merchandise and yeah. things like that there was a lot more for the lost world than there was mm. uh for the first one and bringing it back to a previous episode it's all about it's that free just bringing cereal back. boxes <laughs> just check out our uh, episode on fads <laughs> it's all about cereal box stuff man everyone loves a good cereal box merchandise (laughs) but yeah so it's like and i don't know whether when i was younger i did like the lost world but now i see that it's it doesn't stand up as much as the as the first one did um you've got the whole going back to the island and seeing i mean the the compies they were the threat on that one they that introduced them didn't it the and they compies to, those little green oh, dinosaurs yeah, the horrible things yeah, yeah that yeah. take you down in a pack yeah um a bit like smaller velociraptors mm-hmm. um they were probably more like what a velociraptor is than really? the actual velociraptor i know nothing about dinosaurs <laughs> what? the only thing i know about dinosaurs is the disney tv show and that's what the dinosaurs looked like in the 90s <laughs> yeah. they all wore short shirts <laughs> and they were great but yeah, if you look back, if you look at the T Rex on that, that was the whole, the whole kind of premise behind um, the Lost World, and it kind of mirrors Fall or Fallen Kingdom mirrors mm. this, 
is the 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 big bad corporations want to take Jurassic Park yeah. and they want to bring it to America because mm. America has the best theme parks and we need a Jurassic Park in America mm. in Los Angeles or wherever it was they were. Um, so the whole premise is they're, they're kidnapping dinosaurs off the island yeah. and bringing them back. And at the time, I thought, wow, a T-Rex around, you know, in in the city. Like, this is mental. Mm. And it's like just a big Godzilla rip-off, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and again, at the time, I thought it was really cool. But now it's... Uh... Right, so for me, I watched part of the film as a kid and... It was at a friend's birthday. So this came out in 97. So Lost World is set four years after the first one. Yeah. Which in real time was, it was released four yeah, years yeah. after, which I thought was quite good. I was at a friend's birthday party and the mom had rented this from Blockbusters. So like straight, just been released. And we all watched, we all played loads of games. And then at some point we all sat down with popcorn and watched this. But it was about 13 of us. I said to my friend's mom, can I help you? I, 10 minutes into the film, I was bored as a kid <laughs> and just didn't want to watch it. So I never watched it. It took me, I think I was about, so that was what, 90, that was 97, 98 when I watched the film. So I'd have been 10, 9. I could not be bothered with it. Bored me straight away. As an adult, I then watched it years later. So I was a better teenager and I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was anything special. Yeah. Um, and I, I think your idea of that, it's all about like corporations and that idea. So I, think, I think it has two motives. I think the film has the first motive of showing hu- people, showing audiences what humanity's like. It's a, Jurassic Park is a great idea. How can we market it? How can we bring the people yeah. to the island and not, no, sorry, bring the island to, to the, the people, people and not the people to the island. And I think it, shows just how bad people are really yeah. that we will we will happily exploit anything but i also think they tried to have an undertone of actually even though these monsters essentially are what they are they are very caring and that hence why we get the baby t-rex and that the family's always trying to get that yeah. baby and julianne moore I can't remember what her character's name is, isn't it? But she does throughout the film. She wants her. She, the reason why she goes there is to prove that there's like a family mentality in all beasts, and that they are trying to protect it. And I think they try that. And I, I think realistically that comes across quite well. I just think the film itself, it just lacks the. I don't. It sounds so cheesy to say it lacks the iconic moments that the first one has but it does yeah and i know that's really cheap to say but it doesn't have the build-up we see dinosaurs almost straight away uh we see the dinosaurs the little dinosaurs because the, the the film opens up again i think the, the opening of all of these the first three jurassic park films i think is very similar Someone dies. Is the start of the second one where they're on a beach? Yeah. And then those compies come along. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I've, I've, so we see straight away that it's about dinosaurs. But the first one, so well, in we go ages without seeing a dinosaur. And in the second one, it's straight away. We're back on the island. We know we're back on the island. I'd have liked to have not seen the dinosaur and seen something else happen. 
but I do like the opening of Lost World, but I felt it it showed me too much. But if you look at the if you look at the iconic moments we've talked about from uh, the first film, you've got the opening, you've got the the T Rex scene with the bridge, mm-hmm. you've got the 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 op- like the, with the the uh, Brachiosaurus on, mm. the, on the lakes. You've got the kitchen. You've got the you counting the kitchen and the visitor center finale in the same one. Nah, they're two, different. Two they're different. Um, whereas in the Lost World, you've got you've got the the scene where they push the caravan over the edge. That's quite yeah. intense. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the scene where the with the T Rexes around LA. Like, yeah, there's I not can't a lot of think of anything else. You're the best character for me in the whole Lost World. Peter Pottawaite. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely saying his name wrong, but Peter Pottawaite's character, for me, was standout. Because he's a dick, and we know he's a dick. He's there. I, one of his lines sums him up perfectly in the film. Um, it's not about... It's a, it, what was it? He, he, he talks about somebody going to the top of a mountain. And he says that, you know, why are you stupid enough to go to the top of the mountain? He was like, you nearly died. He's like, now go up to the mountain to feel alive. And Peter Pottawaite's character, he he hunts beasts to feel alive. That that whole being in danger makes him feel yeah. alive. So he doesn't want any money for it. He just wants to know that, that he could do it. Beat a T Rex. And I was like, you're a dick, but I understand your motive. But he cared for all the people. He tried to make sure that everyone was safe at all times. So even though he's a tool and he was there to sort of kill and capture, actually, his motives were all about doing that, but making sure that no one dies and everyone stays safe. And then he just walks away into the mist. <laughs> but that's that's a reflection on the human race, isn't it? Yeah. Because like people are motivated by money. They're paid to do a job. He's a was he a soldier? Was he in, was it in Ingen? Is that Ingen soldier? Which one? The Peter Pottawaite. Yeah, he was. Um, he's just a hunter. Because he, he was it Richard Hammond's nephew, the businessman, who's there. He hires him to hunt down. And again, when we first hear Peter Pottawaite's character talk, he talks about. Every time a rich person comes to me and asks me to hunt game with them, they always take control. They actually just need to shut up and listen to me. Yeah. Or something like that. But, so I think the nephew has hired him as a hunter, essentially. A hunter-capturer. But, yeah, he was all the way through. He was my favourite character. Uh, Goldblum annoyed me a little bit. Even though I do like Jeff Goldblum, always. He did annoy me, because... It's like I don't really know. There was just there was something about him that I think he was he was he was always really laid back about everything. A bit flat. Yeah. Like he's he's good to bounce off a character like yeah. with, with somebody there that he can bounce off. Like in say Independence Day when you've got Will Smith to that, yeah. that kind of yin to yang kind of yeah. thing. On his own, a little bit flat. Yeah. yeah. We I think I think you're right. I think it was a bit flat, and I think the whole the thing you said earlier about no iconic moments. There's, there's apart from the caravan, and when he's in the city, when the T Rex is in the city. But even that, what does it do? I'm sorry, it gets from the docks to someone's back garden. 
and no one notices it. And then it's only when <laughs> he eats the dog, which why is the dog got to die for? Why did the dog have to die? That's not fair. That's when more people start seeing it. But it annoyed me that, oh, I said earlier before we came on, they all said that oh, the T-Rex is going to go find food. No, it's it's woken up. It wants food and it wants water. Well, it's next to the fucking ocean. <laughs> it gets off the boat. The water is there. And there's also loads of people running around. Why didn't you stay there? I didn't realise that the, the T-Rex was, was picky on... It wanted fresh water. Well, actually wanted water with a chloroform. A chloroform? Chloroform? <laughs> Not chloroform. Um, what's it called then? Chlorine. Chlorine. What did I say chloroform for? Well, oh, a knocker T-Rex. I've got, I've, got, uh, I've got some things on the brain here. <laughs> but yeah, it's got, so it's got like... You want some chlorine water? Like, there's water there. Why didn't you just stay on the dock? But then, as you said, it's like a King Kong thing. But King Kong went to... And he, he went to the city and did shit. Yeah. T-Rex ate a dog and that was it. What dog I die for? <laughs> I like dogs. Yeah, it's a little bit lacklustre overall, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, there's, I, I, I'm stru- it's been a while since I've seen The Lost World, actually. Um, and I'm just trying to think of the, like, the narrative journey that it takes. I remember them kind of walking through some grass and the velociraptors picking them off one by one. I do like that scene, to be fair. And then there's the scene where they go in the cave when the T-Rex has kind of disrupted their camp. And mm. then there's a snake that goes on this one guy and he runs out screaming and the T-Rex has him. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I, I think if a snake started scri- like slithering on me, I think I'd run off screaming. Absolutely. That, that, that snake moved quick to get there in his yeah. collar. hate snakes. Yeah. But uh, if he's not a dog, I don't like it. <laughs> but like, so he starts off with... Obviously, the eerie, it, again, quite an eerie scene, but let us know what we're in for when on the beach. And then Ian Malcolm's character gets identified on a train. And they, they say, oh, you're the guy. He's like, I believe you, I believe you. Then he ends up going to Richard Hammond's house. And that's where the, the, the sort of board members are having the discussion that they want to bring everything over. And Richard Hammond wants to enlist the help of yeah, Dr. Ian Malcolm. And he does that he do, on the sly, really, because he, he employs his girlfriend first. Yeah, because he wants nothing to do with yeah. it, does he? Which you he even says, I'm going to go to the papers. I'm going to go and tell these people what they're in for. Cause yeah. It. Standard. I think if I if I knew about that island, I'd be the exact same. And then a lot of the action happens around that base camp, the two camps. Yeah. So they go out. She nearly gets killed by. Uh, I don't know what dinosaur it is, but they've got like a thorny tail. It's, it's, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know which one it is. It's not. Uh, it's, it's is not it an ankl- Ankylosaurus or something like that. It's a something saurus. Yeah. And obviously he's got the daughter. We find he's got a daughter who's, in a, you know... In a stowaway. She wanted to come yeah, to an island. as they all do. And she's apparently she's a great gymnast, but the school has even better gymnasts. Again, single-parent family. Sing- yeah, again, you're right, single-parent family. And then we, we go on that thing of, oh, let's look at these dinosaurs. Oh, my God, that's great. Oh, wait, there's another company here. There's a helicopter. There's another company. And it's just... It got it, busy fast, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, and again, I've, I've written down in my notes, we see dinosaurs very early. It loses its mystique. Yes, I know, from Jurassic Park, the first one, you, there's that build-up. In the opening scene, we see a dinosaur. 
when the girl when the, that family on the beach died we see the little whatever you call them compo, compies whatever, compies uh, we we see him straight away, and then it's not long before we start seeing all the dinosaurs. And to be fair, we do see. Do we see different dinosaurs? You see the compies. We see you definitely this... see a stegosaurus in that film. Cause, yeah, stegosaurus. Uh, Sarah's kind of videoing them, isn't she? Yeah, and we see a T Rex. We see some more raptors. But again, the main focus is on our T Rex, and our T Rex. What our T Rex is. Because there's multiple now. Mm. <laughs> it's like they just go, what's better than one T-Rex? Two T-Rexes. Two and a half. <laughs> like two and a half T-Rex. And then but we still have these Velociraptors who are still dicks. And I just I just think the whole film lacks that. It plods along. We never have a build up to see. And then a great payoff. Because it, it shows dinosaurs so often. Yes, we know it's a film about dinosaurs. It, it kind of like just throws it in our face a little bit and it loses for me it loses its mystique i think you get the the classic situation where the producers have seen the the success of the first one what made mm. that success dinosaurs the t-rex yeah let's just put more and more that down yeah like, and i think maybe uh spiel i'm kind of uh, speculating here um, but the producers may have kind of overrode Spielberg and said, no, we want more dinosaurs in because that's yeah. what's going to... Um, and again, what you said, what's better than one T-Rex? Two T-Rexes. Let's mark it that. Let's yeah. uh, get that on. Well, it was... I think this film... So the the first one had 63 million budget. This one had 73, so an extra 10 million. But it only made six... That mil- six well, I say six million. Um, 618.6 million. So a lot of money, but... Nothing in comparison. Half yeah, you know, nearly half of what the first one made. Um, the one thing I do notice in the film is when the T Rex is in the base camp, when all the, when the sort of uh, oh yeah, I'd completely forgot. Sorry, Vince Vaughn's in this film. Yes, he's the one with the video camera, isn't he? Yeah, he's also like he's the the tree hugger. <laughs> like he's he's the one that wants to protect all the dinosaurs. He's the one that brings the, the baby T Rex in because of him. Yeah. that the mommy T Rex and the daddy T Rex mess up the caravan. That's when I noticed the whole rope around the tree. But yeah, I've completely forgotten Vince Vaughn was in this film. I was like, oh, I thought you did comedy films. Looks very young and slim yeah, in he that, does, doesn't yeah. it? So that happens. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Vince Vaughn? Wicked? But when the T-Rex is in the base camp and it's sniffing because Julianne Moore has got the blood of the T-Rex on her jacket and it's sniffing that out, which as I watched it, I did think, because the Peter Popovich character says, oh, are you bleeding? Because it's dropping the blood. And I think the way Peter Pothwaite's character is a dick is that he goes to her and says, oh, you're bleeding. Do you need help? And she's like, oh, no, it's the it's the T-Rex blood. It's the baby T-Rex's blood. So maybe he knew it was, and he saw that as a way of luring the T-Rex to her, to him, essentially. But as an archaeologist, surely you'd know that that's happening. And that that T Rex is going to sniff that blood. I don't think she was an archaeologist. Is though, she not? Was she? No. Um, is, she, is she one of these like nature people? Yeah, I think they got her out there to kind of document it. Yeah. Oh, no, she was a scientist because, as, as I said earlier, she was. She, she was, was there a... to prove that the, uh, even though they have a bad rap, that they're still nurturing. Yeah, I think Vince Vaughn and her were out there because he's her cameraman, isn't he? Yeah. And I think they were out there to document it rather than. Ah, okay. Um, because her and the guy that 
has the snake in his thing that gets killed by the T-Rex. They have like a, a, a one-two about talking about dinosaurs and the, yeah. one of them overlaps the other. He doesn't agree with something that she said about the whole nature, nurture, all that. But when that T-Rex comes to that camp, Ian Malcolm is the only one that knows to stand still and yeah. the T-Rex won't see you. And it's, I like that because it shows that he's learned from the first film. Yeah. So when he's there, he's like, because the guy wakes up and he's like, no, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk. And he goes, Wah! and then the T-Rex just starts going, right, dinner time. And, and he, his head's in the tent, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we have that scene where the straight after that we have the velociraptors where they're sort of hunting in the long because the one guy that's there i can't remember his name it's that ferrero guy uh is he Ferrero? i can't remember anyway it's the one that's meant to be in charge when peter popper not in charge and he's the one that has the maps on him at all times in his bag and he says don't run into the long grass don't run into the long grass and then they run into the long grass and then the velociraptors come after him and just pick them off one by one Ah, like heroes go through and they make it to what a station something like that yeah it's um oh i don't know what kind of, it's isn't it to call the the helicopter back yeah yeah, yeah. communications because vince vaughn's in a different place isn't he just yeah yeah, down yeah. The road. <laughs> yeah he's he's getting the helicopter staring the, the film just goes along and then the velociraptors attack because i don't think and I, I you can't have the jurassic park film without these velociraptors now because i think th in all the earlier films i can't remember three too much so i don't know if there's any i can't remember off the top of my head if there's any velociraptor attacks in that three was three was very much um how velociraptors are more intelligent than you think and they didn't realize before but they communicate as a pack and they can talk to each other they can call for help they can oh, have God. these kind of secret oh yes because yeah yeah because he has that little velociraptor the voice box thing, thing yeah. yeah and i just think you can't have a jurassic park film without the t-rex and you can't have it without the velociraptors and it just feels like they've gone well what's better than one t-rex two t-rex okay so we have that oh we also need to make sure we have a velociraptor scene in there and then that's where a lot of the velociraptors um well there's that the, they mimic certain scenes from the first film and then we see olympic gymnast style kicking in the face and then it dies i was like oh no from a schoolgirl who couldn't get on the team yeah exactly yeah <laughs> like i'm gonna prove to them um but the the thing that i will say is iconic about it is the deaths and the reason why i say the deaths is because they do that thing where the compies kill the guy by jumping over so he goes over a log and then they jump and over they, the log yeah and then the t-rex similar thing the t-rex kills somebody behind a car it's kind of also like they've child friendly it up yeah and we, and that's that's marketing again isn't it they yeah. did that you know toys games and they mm. think right we still want to keep this pg yeah um it was in a time where like your, your 80s your 90s pg mm. you your pg films then would be like 12 12 a now yeah like just because of like the language and the content mm. in it the kind of the it's the the filters shifted slightly so i think that's what that that's what that for they wanted more they wanted more revenue for more children yeah. to kind of pg and, down a bit yeah and i think it, it works to a degree i, I can't say it's, i don't think lost world's a bad film i just 
expected more yeah. from it. I think they played it very safe, personally. Let's leave three for the time being, the one that effectively killed the franchise for a <laughs> while. And let's jump forward to Jurassic World. Okay. So you saying that you know the, we wanted more Velociraptors, more mm. T-Rex. So now you've got a film that's reinventing the franchise. Yep. You've got a new cast of characters. You've got the the same the same premise really. They've yep. they've recycled it like they did with um, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. And they went right. We want what what uh, format works. So let's have people come into a theme park. But now, rather than one that's just been created, it's yeah. now one that's been up and running for a while. Yeah. It's Disneyland with dinosaurs. And um, this, the same thing happens. A bit of corporate greed mm. um, happens. And... BD Wong. Yeah. And the the sci-fi... It's always the, the same trope in sci-fi, isn't yeah. it? Something yeah. always goes yeah. wrong. And then, you know, it's... What 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 do you think? What do you think of Jurassic World? What's your what's your uh, thoughts? Similar to what you just said, I th- I think they play very safe with Jurassic World. I think Jurassic World is higher on Jurassic than Jurassic Park for earnings. Kind of top of my bottom. I'm sure, when I was looking at the highest grossing films in the highest grossing films in the world, I think Jurassic World is up there. Yeah, I think it's in the top. It's e- easily in the top twenty. I don't think Jurassic Park is. I could be wrong on that, to be honest, <laughs> but we'll find out later. And I, th- I think it is recycled. I think the story it, they've done a well. They were the original Star Wars. Is, yeah. I can't remember, did that come out or did Force Awakens come out first? But it is very much. This is what worked. Let's do the same thing. And yeah, th- there are certain things that have changed. Obviously, like it's not just an opening tour just for a few people. It is the parks have been running. We've had no problems. Everything's going amazingly. Uh, we want to build this back up. And I think it's got some really good points to it. But I think it has some really stupid points to it. Yeah. I, c- I can't sort of get my head around. For instance, um, what's her name now, the main the female character? I can't think of a name. Um, what's that just called? Isn't it Dice Bryce Dallas Howard? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is she wearing high heels? To run away from a T-Rex. Yeah. But apparently that was her choice. Cause she, wants to, she wants to, you know, empower women. You know that, that that sort of. To be fair, her character is a very strong. She's got a strong female character, which is great. All for that. But I think any strong female character would be heels off. You know, heels don't make the woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the personality does. The the person does. And I think the choice that she made was just a bit. And I'm not a film critic. I just as as I watch it, and I do think that to me that detracts from it being. Re- believable yeah i think i think if you ask anybody ev- anybody you speak to will have that same view like the idea was that again the end of the film what do we need to take out the big bad we need the t-rex yeah and it was you could tell it was coming it was telegraphed yeah. like ages away in this film and it the idea was there she gets the flare she's in front of the gate you mm. know what's coming yeah. before you even see it and then she's running in heels that thing was chasing a jeep yeah. in the first film yeah she's it's, it's the same t-rex isn't it yeah it's the exact same so t-rex what mate it you're right it's not believable that she can outrun a t-rex in heels when the jeep couldn't in the yeah. first one when the, and the jeep's doing like 40 50 60 yeah. miles an hour and she's doing 10 10 <laughs> like fair play <laughs> uh, but it's not 
the, the thing, like the good points about Jurassic World, I think it's a good start. It's again, it's a good retelling of the original, just to give us fresh eyes on it. Uh, get new kids that haven't that probably haven't seen Jurassic Park. I think it's a good opener. I think it's a very good opener. But what it does, in the same instance that Star Wars does, with Star Wars, you had the the old guard, you had your Han, your Leia, yeah, your Chewie, yeah. that there was those nostalgic nods that yeah. the older generation could get behind. Mm-hmm. On Jurassic World, when they kind of go that fall off that kind of gyro spear yeah. ride, and they uncover the the old visitor center yeah, and yeah. the jeep, and that was your iconic moment. Yeah. And then that kind of hit home a little bit, and you're yeah. like, oh, that, that's I, I was like, when I was in the cinema. Because I watched that when it came out in the cinemas, and I, I'd forgotten what the jeeps looked like, mm. and I was like, because in my head they were, I'd kind of mixed the two jeeps together, so right. the more the green one, yeah, yeah. and the, the, the sort of darky and red one, I'd mix those, and I thought that the colour of the other jeep was what the normal jeep right. looked like, and I was like, oh, that's not right, is it? And then I was, when I rewatched, I was like, oh, it is right, um, but that little nod to the, the previous films he's fantastic I was a big fan of that I quite like Chris Pratt yeah I the Velociraptors annoyed me with the whole training and having them under like, yes, the clicker like, kind of thing like, almost like a sock puppet <laughs> just really bugged me I get it because you get like you get lion tamers and you get these um, people who have careers of kind yeah. of working with animals like steve irwin and uh oh, bless him <laughs> but so you'd think that is the, the the logical step yeah um if you've got a, a theme park which has been running for years you've mm. got main attractions you're going to have somebody who's going to be able to work with them but it's not so much that it's i'm going to use this term loosely that it's unbelievable like he still treats them as wild animals and they would rip him apart. Yeah. Like when that guy falls into the, the pit at the, not, not quite the start, but mm. in that, and he's like, oh shit, this is, this is going to yeah. hit the fan now. And he has to go in and it's almost to the point where, and I mean, he goes up and he does like the, the force yeah. hold, like, and he's, his <laughs> what, arms are outstretched. What's, what's, is it bluey? Blue. Blue. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the one that he's like, he's connected with, isn't he? Yeah. And it's like, and then it kind of gets the whole, like, we're going to put cameras on the head and they're going to go and hunt this. Uh, yeah. And the whole, is it an in, in Dom- uh, Indominus Rex or something in that one? It's a big one. Yeah. And and then it's like, oh, we didn't just mix his DNA with uh, T-Rex. There's some Velociraptor in there. Yeah. And, all of t- and I'm like, okay, I get it. They're wild animals. They need an alpha. No, like, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it is like Velociraptors and T-Rex are us. Yeah. And that... that is, all films have to have that sort of those two in there because they're like the main apparently they're the main two predators i, I don't think they probably were because they they've done that research recently that, that suggests that t-rexes were scavengers mm. because even though they have got these big jaws and the massive teeth and they can chomp down through their arms because their arms are so small they can't do anything so they're just kind of picking up what was dead on the floor yeah suppose but i hope true those i haven't got an idea but but apparently the velociraptors were actual badasses back in the day they were like you know a gang you know there were some asbos on the street corner they were everywhere but um with with jurassic world so i like chris pratt's character 
I really need to remember her now. Is it Br- Br- Bryce Dallas? Bryce Dallas Howard. I like her character. I think there's just some stupid stuff in there. And that guy, uh, the owner of the park, he's, he died recently, didn't he? Or a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Bless him. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I like him to be fair in the film because he's he's very sort of like <laughs> he's not like Richard Hammond, but he's a bit blase about certain things. <laughs> I quite like that. The the Velociraptor thing with let's use them. I think realistically that's what would happen. But as you say, they are prehistoric creatures. They ain't being trained, and I, I think. Well, this, the scene you've just explained, it shows that, that they're, they're willing to turn on Chris Pratt. Yeah. But then it is like, how do you get them to hunt with Chris Pratt? When I left the cinema after watching Jurassic World, I turned to my other half and I said, all it was missing was a high five from the Velociraptor and T-Rex. <laughs> and a handshake from the human as well. That's literally what I left with. I was like, so these are prehistoric creatures who are hunter-gatherers, or hunters, and they are reliant on sort of animal instinct and prehistoric instinct and yet they're going to protect even the t-rex is going to protect why because there's a bigger alpha there actually i think you'd find that they'd just back there and they wouldn't join forces yeah because they wouldn't know how to they don't speak the same language and yeah there's that the whole that they they are fabricated and they're created in a lab but the the, the same genome is there the same the brain stems are there the same sort of things are there but they wouldn't do it so at the end of the film I left and I was a bit like mm. we get the I think there's some iconic moments in the film the T-Rex scene where he falls in the pit and he's just trying to help him out that's quite good and I do like that scene because as, as I said it shows them turning their back on him a little bit the whole bike scene where they go hunting together it's a bit I can forget that easily yeah. Coming back to Jurassic Park, visitor centers, jeeps, love that, love that. The the scene where they find that big massivosaurus, crossosaurus rex, um, where he kill he because he, he can yeah. camouflage car. That whole that the whole film could have been avoided because they get into the pen. They're like, oh, it's disappeared. They've got like. Thermo, thermal in imaging in the security tower. Put that on. Oh no, there he is. He's just hiding. Yeah. Like it could have been avoided if they would have just used the technology. Yeah. But <laughs> but they don't. They don't. And, and I think who directed this one? Was it? Well, it wasn't Spielberg. No, was no, I'm not sure. But it, the, the thing that annoys me with certain films is when they they don't play to their own rules. So they, they create these rules. And then they break their own rules. So Jurassic Park had the rule of, okay, the group needs to stick together. The group are looking for each other. And the dinosaurs are out for themselves. That's it. The dinosaurs are not there for us. They're there for themselves. Lost World, it did the same, but it I wouldn't say it broke its own rule. It tried to bend its own rule and say that actually we're there for the dinosaurs. And the dinosaurs are still there for themselves. But by themselves, we mean packs. We're trying to show family now. Uh, we won't, we're not just on three, but four, uh, Jurassic World, for me, broke its own rule where actually the dinosaurs are there to help us. We're there to help the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs will help us. They're not... They're, they're, they still have a pack. 
but the pack includes humans as well. And I was like, that shouldn't happen. No, there should be that line. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, the ending of that, I didn't get a nice payoff. I kind of wanted more deaths. <laughs> like, <laughs> in, in the nicest way, I kind of wanted the Velociraptors to turn. I want the T-Rex to turn because that's what would happen. I don't want them to go, right, mate, cheers, Velocity. Thanks. High five. Yo, I've just seen there's a pub around the corner. Do you want to go get a hot dog or something? No, I don't want that. Kill each other. Whoever wins, the other fucker dies. That's what I want to see. But it never happened. Oh, it's probably a good job you didn't get round to Fallen Kingdom. Oh, I remember the trailer. And because they bring it, it, it's is it similar to Lost World? It's essentially Lost World, where we're bringing you like we're bringing it to America, um, and we're gonna like I think it's very forgettable. I, I've only ever seen it once, and it was when it came out. Yeah. Um, and the only like the only scene I can remember out of it at the end is this the finale scene where they've got all of these these dinosaurs in this ready to be auctioned off to the highest bidder mm. um and the the child character who decide he now gets to decide he's got to press a big red button whether um to kill them all off and re-extinct the dinosaurs mm. or press the green button which will open the fences and release them into the wild and then he presses the big green button and he goes I can't kill them. They're alive too. They've got feelings. And off they run and these dinosaurs flee into the wild, which sets up, I think it's called Dominion, Jurassic World Dominion, which I'm getting the feeling that they're going to be in the wild in... Well, in America. In America. Oh, okay. So now, whenever there's a film about... Uh, I'm fuzzy. Whenever there's a film about some monster or creature being in... A civilized area, it really, really annoys me because I always think of sort of putting a, a wild creature and putting their back up against the ropes. They're gonna start swinging. If you unleashed a lion or a tiger in the middle of Times Square, even in the middle of Merry Hill, middle of Birmingham, fuck it, middle of Dudley, that lion or tiger. Is going to have a fit. They're going to freak out. They're going to start swiping. They're going to make it so obvious that they're there. They're not going to blend in. They're not going to sneak around. Their animal instinct will take control. They'll just find something for them to sort of control, an area for them to control. In the in most films where we have these monsters or creatures or whatevers in a city centre, that doesn't happen. And it really pisses me off because I'm the only one that does it and they do it sort of okay because of the creature is Predator. In the second film of Predator, when he's in is it New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hunter. It needs the stealth and it needs to observe. And I think even though I think it's the, the lesser of the films, it does that quite well. It doesn't want to be identified. Now, an animal can't do that. If you released a T-Rex in the middle of Dudley High Street, they are going to freak out and they're going to go on a rampage. Because they're, they're out of their natural habitat exactly. and everything's new to them. New noises, new sounds, new smells. It's like a dog on for them. Yeah. And I think a load of films 
always hint that that's going to happen, and then it, the, the payoff is never there. So I, I've not seen Fallen Kingdom yet, but I feel like that would be my thing about it. And I'm not being funny. How are you not taming, but how are you containing these dinosaurs? Because I remember the trailer for Fallen Kingdom. And I remember watching it and just being like, how are you containing these? Like, we don't know how strong dinosaurs are, but they look strong as fuck. Yeah. So how are you containing them? And yeah, I need to watch the film really badly. I think I've got it on Sky Plus somewhere. Should you want to add the final one of Bruno, yeah, let, I, the I, Ruiner? Yeah, let's let's kind of wrap it up and make this one our honourable mention, shall we? <laughs> um, number three, Jurassic Park three, the one that kind of ended the franchise for however many years. What do you? What do you, I? I rewatched this recently just because it was the one I had the least to talk about. Um, what do you? What do you remember from uh, Jurassic Park? Okay, so I remember the start of a paraglider. Some guy takes a, a son or a stepson paragliding and they go by one of the islands. Yeah, yeah. And he's paragliding and then looks down and there's no one on the boat anymore. The boat's been ripped to shit. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, the fog comes in. And this is one of the things in that film that doesn't make sense. A bit like the stilettos. Like, mm. what just doesn't add up? Yeah. This fog comes in and kind of covers and they can't see. They're looking, they're on the paraglider and then all of a sudden the fog clears and the boat's been wrecked. The driver and the the assistant have gone. The canopy's ripped. There's mm. blood. Like, what's happened? There was no noise, no commotion, no shaking. Like, yeah. it was just very odd, and it mm. didn't kind of add up. After that, they approach Sam Neill, some billionaires approach. It's his uncle, isn't it? Is it the kid's yeah. uncle? No, it's. I think it's the kid's... He was with the uncle on the paraglider, and it's his... Yeah, it's the parents. Da- parents, yeah. mom and dad. Again, who've separated. Mom and dad are no longer mm. together. But Broken home, Spielberg. He's <laughs> but he's paid um, Alan Grant. He's duped him into uh, looking for him. Said, I'm the owner of my own company. Yeah. And we, we're going to pay you to, to help us. And the, the thing that links to the second is we have these mercenaries again. So in the first lot, we have like these hunters, these mercenaries. And well, they're more hunters than anything part mercenary but in the next one they are just mercenaries aren't they mercenaries are higher yeah he's paid he's paid them to protect him because he knows the dangers yeah. of this island and then from my memory we have the velociraptors are a pack and he has that little whistly cereal yeah. box treat that he got that mimics velociraptors there's the kid that's there that's quite savvy he's watched a few bear grills episodes he knows that tyrannosaurus rex piss is like gonna not no one's coming near you. And Alan Grant stumbles upon him. Well, actually, the kid stumbles upon Alan Grant. That's all I remember. Yeah, I mean, that's... That, that's. I can't remember anything else. Oh, actually, yeah. The la- is the end where they're in the menagerie or the bird The bird coop. cage. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, bird yeah, cage. yeah, yeah. It's not a menagerie. Um, but they're in the bird cage and then they let all the pterodactyls yeah. out. And that... The ending of that film really annoys me from when I watched it as a kid because I was like, where are they going? <laughs> I was literally like, so all these pterodactyls, also I found out how you spell pterodactyl the other day. With a P. What the hell's that about? <laughs> what? A, p- a pterodactyl? Who's spelling this? Mark Tyson. They, I always think what happens, like whenever I watch a film, the thing that goes to my head is how, like, I always think of the universe outside the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I went after these pterodactyls. Pterodactyls, man. After these pterodactyls fly away, I always go, well, someone's going to find them. Or they're going to find somebody else. Or they're going to collide with a plane. Or gonna, yeah. <laughs> Are they going to try and fight a plane? Uh, are they going to fly to England? Are they going to try and steal the Queen? Are they, you know, are they going to fly to America? Are they going to fly to Argentina? Where are they going? And I think, <laughs> I, mean, I think I'm a weirdo when I think this, but I always go through that phase of what happens after the film. And I think that, yeah, they make the scene look beautiful. Like, oh my God, look, pterodactyls. They're flying off into the sunset. sunset. With you the literally, credits. yeah. <laughs> like, they're flying off into the beautiful sunset. Wow. So, but hang on. They are beasts. They are going to kill people. How do we deal with that? And then we obviously, you never see it. And that's all I remember. It's almost that suspension of disbelief. You're in the cinema and you kind of believe everything that's fed to you on the on the screen. Yeah. And then because you're so immersed in that world, you're mm. kind of trying to blend the two and it doesn't quite yeah. marry up to one another. Um, but they were they're scary, weren't they? They were huge. Like, so he's coming across the yeah. bridge and he's got this big kind of like wing type mm. cloak thing like his wings round him like batman and then he's like <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like batman it, it re- it's like batman meets phantom of the opera without the mask or man bat man bat yeah <laughs> um but the the mercenaries there i always think whenever there's a mercenary they're always shit yeah it's but kind of like the craigslist for mercenaries you're paid to shoot stuff like why aren't you good at it? They're like stormtroopers. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, the, there's that theory with stormtroopers, isn't there? That the the masks are the reason why they can't see. Yeah. Because apparently, that where the eye holes are, that's actually nowhere near where normal eye sockets are. So that's what they're, they're literally like. What I can't actually see a thing. But with the mercenaries, they're, they're just a bit shit. They just don't know what they're doing. They're not that organised. Yes, they've got big guns, but they don't know how to use them. Their hunting techniques are terrible. And a kid's out, a kid, a child, a, <laughs> who's landed on the island with yeah, nothing but a parachute, has outsmarted a bunch of mercenaries and dinosaurs. I mean, let's just be honest, they're, they're dinosaur fodder, aren't they? They're not mercenaries, yeah, yeah. they're not characters, they're just yeah. there to be eaten. Yeah. Um, speaking of things being eaten, the satellite phone, what a stupid idea that was. Okay, to you're going to have to remind me about this. I can't remember right, the one. big Spinosaurus, like not the T-Rex, the one that kind of fights the T-Rex. He swallows, um, I don't know whether he eats a soldier that's got the phone, but he's got the phone in him. And then oh, he's yes. wandering around. And then you it's almost like you, it's the, the dinosaur's entrance music. Like he's rocking down to the ring on Raw. Mm. Like you hear the yeah. ringtone and then the dinosaur appears. Yeah. It's like, why? What, what's yeah. the need for that? I do like the thing I do like about three is they introduce more dinosaurs. I like they introduce the pterodactyls. I like they introduce they 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 introduce more raptors obviously, and there's obviously a T Rex, and then there's that other dinosaur that they introduce as well, isn't there? Is there another one? Uh, that we t- the Spinosaurus. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they introduce these, which I like because there was loads of dinosaurs, and we've only. They only scratch the surface in the films of, of what we actually see. We're only introduced to what these producers do yeah, to us. Deem a threat or non-threatening. Th- I said threatening really weird then. Not, not Richard Hammond, Scottish Front accent run. coming Front into run. it. But yeah, so I think... But when I was a kid and I watched three, I quite liked it. But I think as an adult, I think I've put a load of it into storage in my brain. I've just gone, yeah, that was good. Whereas realistically 
probably wasn't. No, the 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 raptors are all. I think all of the dinosaurs. I don't think there's any animatronics on that. I think they're all CG. Yeah. And it just the thing with the first one, what makes it and it still stands up today, is the mix of the two, and it looks real like the 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 foot that comes down in the mud. You mm. can reach out and touch it. It's not CG. Um, whereas the raptors in three, they look so and I'm. I'm not going to say bad because there's, you know, it's much better than a, a, a CG raptor yeah. I could create. Um, but they don't look believable um, to the point where you've got that one on the plane, haven't you? And like, and he's asleep and he's like, Alan, Alan. And he turns around, and it's the raptor talking yeah, to him. Like, yeah. it's just, it's very out there, number threes. Well, here's some statistics for you. What's that statistics? Budget. Do you want to guess the budget? So the first film had 63. The second film had seventy-three. What do you think the budget for this film is? I'm gonna say I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna say they've got put they've pushed more money into. I'm gonna say they've given them hundred million. Oh, not not far off. It was ninety-three, ninety-three million. Have a guess how much it made. So we had for the first one, lifetime, we have one point something billion. Second one was six hundred million. What do you think this one is? I reckon it's gonna be less than Lost World. Um, I'm going to say 400 million. Close again, 368.8 million. So it shows for me, and I think there's a lot of sequels that this adheres to. Just because we give it more money does not mean it's going to be a better film. Yeah. Most sequels get more money because obviously the first one's done so well. Now, that's not always the case. Very rarely do we have a sequel that is as good as, if not better than the original. There's only a few that I can think of, like Terminator 2. I was going to say Terminator, but then I was also in the same, on the other hand, I was going to say with the Terminator sequels, they got they got good and then they progressively got worse. Yeah. Terminator 1, amazing film. Terminator 2, incre- as good as, if not better than the second. And then just downhill from there. Alien. Yes. Alien. Fantastic film. Aliens. Again, as good, if not better. There are very few... Batman Begins, the Nolan trilogy. Yes. The Dark Knight, I think is a better film overall. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think Dark Knight Rises, it's a good film. It's not as good as for me. It's not as good as the second one. But with Jurassic Park and, again, a lot of films, you can tell that the budget's not there. Oh, no, sorry, the... the, the there's, the storytelling's not there, not the budget's not there. The budget's clearly there. They've got an extra, what, 20 million. Yeah. But yeah, instead of using... And the the more we go progressively with the budget, the more they just go, you know what, shall we use CGI? It doesn't work. Yeah. I that- always say that you're either... It's all CGI or it's none at all. Boils, like Avatar works because it's all CGI. You cannot tell the difference, really. If you're having certain scenes and certain creatures just as CGI, they're going to stand out like a sore thumb. What happened to practical effects, Star Wars, the Jim Henson stuff, the first stuff in Jurassic Park? The practical effects work a lot better. Because the the, the actors can react to them. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm going to go out there and say it's, you know, physical effects uh, are, are dead. They're not used. No. You know. Uh, you might get a couple of directors who swear by it and they'll mm. go back to it, but most of the time it's just 
they will go CG because yeah. believe it or not, it probably is cheaper or more cost effective for them to to do yeah. that. But it works. I always think it takes you out the story, and I think with three, with it all being CGI, predominantly CGI, for the for essentially your main characters, which are your dinosaurs, we don't go there. We don't watch a Jurassic Park film to see the characters. We want to see what the cool dinosaurs can do. Yeah. And I think with three, because of the CGI, it does kind of let it down a little bit to the point where there are very few, and we've spoken in all these films, the iconic moments, there's not as many. We've got, I think Joe, I've got it now, so Joe Johnson wrote it, uh, directed it, sorry. I have no idea what he's, that person's done, whether it's male or female. And the music is by Don Davis. So it's not even John William anymore. And I think you take a massive step. Now bear in mind, you don't have to have the same creative team do the film, but I do think there's a massive sort of, you can spot the differences quite easily when we don't have the same, when we have the same director throughout, the sort of continuity goes throughout the entire series. And I think with Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park 3, those iconic moments, they're not there. No, not at all. Um, the score's not there. It, and I think with a lot of films, the music makes the film. I think if Sam Neill wasn't in that film, it could have been, it could have been something other than Jurassic Park. Yeah. He's the only thing that anchors it into that universe. Yeah. Does he still have his ascot on? Uh, yes. I'm going to say yes. He hasn't got a hat. I don't think he's got his hat on. What? He needs a hat. He needs a blue shirt and ascot and some khakis. He hasn't got his blue shirt. I think it's a red one he's got on this time. Oh. <laughs> and they had the nerve to call him Jurassic Park. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, shall we rate the films? Yes. Go on. What's best or worst? You know, we're worst or best. So let's let's ignore the last two, since one you, not the last. Well, one because one is an eight yet. Yeah. Um, I said Dominion. Dominion and Fallen and Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom right, cool. you've not seen we'll that. that one. So I will go. Worst or best. Worst to best. I will go three. Yep. I will go Lost World, mm -hmm. Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. Oh, I think I'm in. I'd agree with that. I think Jurassic World's a good shout. It's got enough of a kick, and it's a bit of a probably a better story than Lost World. I think it was close, which whether I put World yeah. or uh, Lost World there, and I think having discussed it, like Chris Pratt is a better protagonist than Ian Malcolm. Yeah, he's just got that more charisma yeah. about him. Yeah, he seems he, he seems to be alive on yeah screen whereas um jeff goblin doesn't it comes across as a bit dead okay so i've got some would you rathers would you rather be chased by a velociraptor or a t-rex <sighs> i no. think if i'm chased by a velociraptor there's no way i'm getting away from that okay you can if have you can have a 20 meter head start on both I think with the whole rules of it, if yeah. I've spoken to uh, Dr. Grant, 
if I'm chased by a T-Rex, I think I am just going to just stand still until it gets bored and runs off. I think my, oh, okay. my chances of sur survival will be better with the T-Rex yeah. than the Velociraptors. Well, I only ask because I watched a video. I can't even remember. I can't even sort of remember when it was. And I'm quite impressed that I remember this. It was a documentary about dinosaurs. There was. Now, I've, oh, I need to preface this. I have never been a dinosaur person. I've, you know, when kids uh, walking around toys and they're like, oh, I can have some dinosaurs. I've never cared for dinosaurs. It just, just doesn't bother me. But I watched this documentary about the T-Rex. And this is when uh, it was said that they're apparently they were scavengers, not hunters. Um, and apparently with a T-Rex, because its head is so big and its body is so long and its tail's massive, it's very um, unbalanced. If you run in a straight line, the T-Rex will catch you. If you actually move left and zigzag. Right and zigzag, apparently the T-Rex is more likely to either not be bothered by you anymore because it's not going to catch up with you because it's going to fall, all fall over. Yeah. Because apparently it, it can't change direction as quick. I'm sure I've read that or heard that somewhere as well. I'd happily... Out, I think I don't think I'd outrun a T-Rex, but I'd happily I'd run against I'd, one. I'd happily outrun a T-Rex. Call me Usain Bolt. <laughs> I'd, I'd happily race a, 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 a T-Rex. I would not want to even begin to think of racing a Velociraptor because they are just too quick. <laughs> or the, the Velociraptors in, t in Jurassic Park are. They are just too disgusting like they're just gonna catch you for fun yeah they're gonna run th across the finish line run back start again and beat you again they're gonna chase you that way and then another one's gonna come at you from that yeah. way <laughs> clever girls <laughs> also on that would you rather fight a t-rex with a knife or a velociraptor with a gun i, I think i'm going oh, there's no way i'm getting close combat to fight anything i'm just gonna i'm gonna take the rifle Oh, I never said it was a fucking rifle. I'm talking like a pea shooter gun. <laughs> like, BB know. gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not, you don't get a rifle. I'd say you get a... Just like a handgun. Dear me. You're not making it hard, are you? Nah. Um, I think I'd still stay with the gun. I think, really? Yeah. I'd, what, what am I going to do with a knife? If I'm going at it, it knows I'm there. There's no standing still. This is... You've just got to... I think I'd take the T-Rex. Still? Yeah. Because... I can the way, my, the way my brain's working. I can John Wick the shit out of this. I can run into a building now. Velociraptor can chase me into a building. A T Rex can't. Massive revolving door. See you later, mate. And then just go up onto a floor above and just drop on his head. Um, but I think I could do more. I think with a gun. I think my, the nerves. The nerve. I'm going to be nervous for both. But I think the nerves of having something sprint towards me. Oh, probably turn the gun on myself. I see that. That's the most likely one. Okay. Have you heard the rumours of they're apparently trying to mix Jurassic Park or Jurassic World and Fast and Furious? No. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> I don't know what to think. I just think they just stop while you're ahead. Like, what? Why would you do that? Like I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest Fast and the Fast and the Furious fan. I'm not a petrol head. Yeah. I don't. I, I use my car to get from point A to point B, mm. and I don't get it that people have got bumper stickers from that guy that's like Paul dude, Walker. Dude, you really nearly had me. Like, yeah. why? He's an actor. Like, what? What? Yeah. What? What's so significant? that he that effect he's had on you yeah and i just i don't get the fast and the furious franchise i just don't i really like the first one and again similar 
not a petrol head, but I do like the first one as a story. And I think, again, it loses its mystique after that. Too much money. Then we've got to go hard or go home every film after that. And I'm a bit, meh, I don't really care for him. But apparently they want, that's on the cards, apparently. That'll be a nail in the coffin. Yep. Um, look what happened to Aliens versus Predator. <laughs> that's a completely different <laughs> episode, that is. <laughs> if you were on an island of the three that we explore, I, three's on a different island, isn't it? Yeah. Which island would you rather be on? Are we talking Isle Nublar as it is in world or as it is in park? Park. Because I've got another question for world in a second. Okay. I think uh, park. Purely because it's more like in the other films, it's like nature's kind of reclaimed it. Yeah. In the original, you've got some solace in places that mm. are like built. And There's definitely a janitor's cupboard you could hide in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, last question from me. Which park would you rather go to? Par- Jurassic Park. There's not one in three, is there? Oh, yeah, there is the one in three. Is it the same? I'm ignoring three. No, ignore three. It's world. And, and world. <sighs> okay, are you. Are we under the assumption that nothing wrong's going to happen? It's just I'm not going to say nothing wrong's going to happen. <laughs> but out of the three, which would you rather go to? Um, I and again, this is probably rose-tinted glasses and nostalgia. I would go park purely because, like, just it's kind of nice, contained. It's just a nice little tour in the jeeps. It's on rails, whereas Three. I mean, it's it's Disney World and huge crowds like that. Like they, the, the, I don't sit well with big crowds like that. I, it would stress me out. So just that. Okay. I think I'd go World for that reason. There is crowds. I could hide. <laughs> Anything goes wrong. I'm I'm like statistically more likely to not get killed if there's a load of us. You're thinking, like, I've just got to outrun the slowest person here. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got to be the fastest. I've just got to outrun the slowest. And if I've hit the slowest, I'm grand. You didn't say anything about survival. You just said, which park do you prefer? <laughs> you said, is anything going to go wrong? And I was like, I don't know. You didn't, you neither confirmed or denied it. Exactly. So, more than likely, something's going to go wrong. Because in every film... Uh, how boring would it be if we had a Jurassic Park film where nothing went wrong? Just we had a nice day yeah. out. <laughs> we just got essentially a tour of Jurassic Park. <laughs> That'd be wicked. Oh, guys, here's the Stegosaurus. Ah, look, here's the T-Rex. The Velociraptors are in the cage. No one's getting out. Please ah. tip the driver on the way up. Yeah. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Don't forget to go to the, di- the, the gift shop. See ya. Wicked. No one dies. I think that'd still be better than Faster than Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed our uh, podcast on Jurassic Park. Uh, leave comments on any questions you want asking, anything you want us to look into in the future. Just leave a comment in below. Uh, thanks, Steve. Cheers, mate. See you next time. Bye.